Howdy. Welcome back to the LaCroix Family Podcast. It's been a while since we have published a podcast. Not that we haven't been doing anything or haven't been busy, but we've been just focusing on other things and haven't been focusing on recording podcasts lately. Um, A couple of the things that we have been focusing on, I recently have done a study through scripture of what it means to be a woman from a biblical perspective and have written a Bible study on biblical womanhood. And at the same time, we were preparing for our son's wedding. And it's been really a fun combination of watching our son get engaged in August and then the preparation for the wedding and marriage and then the marriage in the beginning of December and just the joy of that whole process and the way that the Bible describes us uniting together as the bride, the church as the bride, uniting with Christ and anticipating what we read about in Revelation, the marriage supper of the Lamb and the joy of all of that and just how marriage is a a symbol, a way for us to, something to help us understand that to at least a small degree. And it's really helped kind of open my eyes to God's love for us and, and a lot of things in scripture that I hadn't thought of in that way before. So I hope at some point you might read that study or that that I might be able to share that with you, um, at least for women who might be interested in learning about what it, what it means to be a woman, what the Bible says about being a woman, at least from my small study of scripture. And um, I have had several friends ask me for my thoughts about our son's wedding and haven't yet shared very many pictures or very many thoughts with very many people, so I thought I'd put it out there this way. So I hope you enjoy listening to my reflections about the wedding and just certain moments that were meaningful to me as I reflect back on that day, and it was such a joyful day, so I hope that you enjoy listening to me reflect on that. Thanks for listening. I don't have a great memory, so I wanted to document a lot of my favorite moments of our son's wedding day. Perhaps you'll find this interesting, and maybe it'll even cause you to reflect on your own relationships and maybe some memories that you have of significant milestones. The first aspect of The wedding that I want to acknowledge and reflect upon is Abigail's ability to embrace each moment. Abigail is the name of Caleb's bride. Yes, it is the same name that our daughter has. So we now have two Abigail Laquays. But Abigail was just, you know, as the bride in charge of and responsible for planning this huge event, still she was clearly not so caught up and worried in the details that she couldn't stop to hug each friend and family member and make each person feel special. I have a tendency to just get caught up in all the things that need to be done. And as I busied myself with these little small details, I was just caught off guard a little bit by the fact that she stopped to take time to express her gratitude to me and to others um, and just to share love with us and encourage us. 
and I couldn't help but remember the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible. I'm always more like Martha than I would like to be, and it's such a blessing that our son Caleb has married a woman who has an attitude more like Mary's, more focused on the things that we ought to be focused on. Next, the pastor, the officiant, had asked the couple to reflect beforehand on the characteristics that they admired most in their soon-to-be spouse. Abigail's words to Pastor Todd about Caleb were so filled with respect for Caleb. It was a great joy to hear how she recognizes and appreciates that Caleb attempts to honor God in every area of his life and to hear how she's joyful in her choice to submit to Caleb's leadership in their relationship. The pastor's message was so very appropriate. He pointed to the gospel and to the union of Christ and the church and how marriage reflects that union. Two of his main points were, first, that marriage does not make us complete, but that it's only in Christ that we can be complete. And Also, that God is the one who gives us the strength to fulfill our vows to each other. I was so thankful that both the bride and groom spoke their vows with strong confidence. It was obvious that they meant what they said, that they understood the commitment they were making, and that they were pledging before witnesses to these lifelong vows. The first act that they did after stating their vows to each other was to have communion together. I thought this was a really sweet choice that they decided to do this as their first act as a married couple. I tried to maintain my composure, but I probably looked like a blubbering mess as we watched them unite together with Christ and as I considered the eternal gravity of what they had just done. They truly became one, joined together not just legally, but spiritually. There had been an empty seat between my mother and I, and I hadn't, I had just thought it was awkward. I hadn't really understood what was the reason why there was an empty seat there. I thought it just kind of happened haphazardly and was strange, but it was at about the this point in the ceremony when they were doing the communion that I realized that that empty seat was there purposely to signify uh, my father who was not there because he passed away in 2020. Immediately after the ceremony was over, I looked at my mom sitting on the other side of that empty seat and I motioned to her and to the empty seat, and I had tears welling up in my eyes. And she knew, she said, he would have loved this. And no doubt, my dad would have definitely loved every minute of Caleb's wedding. The song that Caleb and Abigail chose for their first dance was really sweet. It was such an expression of thankfulness to God for all the blessings that he's given If you haven't heard the song, Counting My Blessings by Seth Schluter, I guess is how you pronounce his name, you should go listen to it. It's 
very sweet song. And we were so excited and joyful that our kids, that Caleb and Abigail recognized their blessings and that they openly would thank God for all the blessings that he has given. Our son Luke said that this was the only time all weekend that he saw tears well up in Caleb's eyes. Abigail's sister Amy gave a toast at the reception that demonstrated just how much she loves her sister, and I was struck by how much their family obviously cares for each other. They all worked together to decorate the reception hall, and it was so sweet to watch their interaction together. Caleb's cousin Harrison was the best man. His toast emphasized Caleb's strong character. He described moments in their life together and their, their experiences together when Caleb had demonstrated perseverance in some of the most difficult situations, one of which was an event where they went sailing together in very cold weather and were hypothermic and after warming up just a little bit, they still chose to go back out into the cold on the sailboat and keep competing in spite of how difficult it was. And that had a tremendous impact on Harrison's personal development, those decisions that Caleb made and the the choices that Harrison saw Caleb make. Our daughter, Abby, um, had asked for a special dance with Caleb And so during the reception, she and I requested the song Treasure of You by Stephen Curtis Chapman. The DJ announced the song in honor of the original Abigail LaQuay. And Abby and Caleb did a beautiful job dancing with everyone circling around them and cheering them on. It was so fun and many people commented afterward how great and fun that was to watch. Abby also gave a toast, or more of a charge, to the couple, to Caleb particularly. She compared Caleb as Abigail's husband to Christ as the door of the sheep, as Jesus talks about in John chapter 10, verse 7. Abby said, Caleb now guards the door to Abigail's heart. And at the time, I didn't really fully recognize what she meant by this, but in talking with her afterwards... I realized how well she understood that the husband has the responsibility to protect his wife from things that could harm her or lead her heart away from God. And it's his responsibility to help guide and direct her to the things that will help her grow. At the send-off at the end of the evening, we were given bells to ring, little small bells, and while... Caleb and Abigail had their own private last dance together. We stood outside singing Christmas carols. And after the couple ran out of the room, out of the dance hall and to their vehicle um, with a dramatic flare and a, a their signature dip, uh, which we have a great video of, thanks to Tysa's sister, um, There was a special moment right after they left where Luke and one of the groomsmen started us singing in the doxology. And that was probably the most emotional moment of the day for me. It was such a joy to have our friends and family there to praise God with us for the uniting of our son and his wife and how significant that event was. 
Now, surely there was something that went wrong, right? I said beforehand that I've never been to a wedding where something didn't go wrong. But really, from my perspective, the whole day was just lovely. Every moment was filled with joy. However, many of our friends that we had expected to come were unable to attend. One couple messaged earlier that afternoon that they were ill. One couple was unable to obtain the travel documents they needed to come from outside the country. And several friends, including one of the ushers, were detained on the way by a terrible automobile accident that actually took someone's life. Thankfully, it wasn't anyone that we know, but uh, you know, we pray for those people that are involved. Though we delayed the ceremony as long as was reasonable in hopes that they would get there in time, there were several friends that arrived shortly after the ceremony was over. Then on Monday night, after the wedding, which was on Sunday, I began to have negative thoughts about many of the little details that I hadn't even really noticed the day of the wedding. There was one moment in particular that kept bothering me, and my thoughts kept spiraling downward. No matter how much I told myself that these thoughts were ridiculous and silly, I prayed and asked God to help me control my thoughts and understand them rightly. I didn't want to speak my thoughts to anyone because I knew they were wrong. But my husband and I spoke the next morning, which was now Tuesday. He asked how I was feeling, and I began to explain my thoughts and feelings to him, and here's a little of what I told him. I began by explaining that I knew that my thinking was wrong, and I knew that there's often a low point that comes after having an emotional high like we did on, at the wedding. But I... And, Then I described to him the specific moments that were bothering me. And one moment in particular was immediately following the ceremony when the bride's family began to take pictures together while our family waited and watched. And as I reflected on that moment, I tried to assess why it was bothering me so much. I suddenly realized that I was subconsciously feeling angry (laughs) that they had taken my son away from me. In that moment, I wanted to be the one that was hugging him and celebrating with him and taking pictures with him, and instead, he was with them. When I told Tice about those feelings and thoughts, he reminded me of a conversation that we had in the car on our way home. We had talked with our younger son, Luke, and our daughter, Abby, about our favorite moments during the wedding day, moments that made us cry, moments that we wanted to remember or consider a little longer or process a little more. And our son, Luke, told us that the moment that made him cry was the moment when Caleb pledged to forsake all others. Luke recognized, as Caleb had told us clearly beforehand, that Caleb was now part of a different family, and he didn't belong to us anymore. Not that he ever really belonged to us, but he was part of our family, and now he was part of a different family. I hadn't really grasped the weight of that truth when Luke had told us his thoughts in the car. But now, as I reflected on how I felt in that moment of waiting and watching Abigail's family take photos, And we were standing on the side watching Caleb be part of this new family. I finally got it. Um, Forsaking all others doesn't just apply to other women. 
um, as we usually think of it, but Caleb is now to place the needs of his own family above the needs of our family and also above the needs of the bride's family. And that's appropriate for him to do that. It doesn't mean that he should become selfish and completely disregard us, but his first responsibility and priority is now to his own family. We've talked about this several times, and I knew it was right, but it sure didn't feel good. Caleb and Abigail are now a separate entity. Abigail's parents probably feel the same way. I hope they don't harbor any negative feelings towards us and that it won't create friction or conflict in the future as Caleb and Abigail decide where to spend holidays and such. We felt the absence of Caleb at Thanksgiving when he was with their family, and I'm sure they felt the absence of Abigail at Christmas when she was with us. We know that it's right and good for Caleb to have Abigail as his wife. It is obvious to us that God brought them together and that God is the center of their relationship. We can't wait to see what God is going to do in their family in the future. So, once again, as parents, we let go. Letting go is never easy. But we've done it over and over and over again over the last 25 years. (laughs) This time... We've also gained a daughter. And the joy of that is so much greater than the separation and the letting go. So I'm able now to quickly return my thoughts to the celebration of such a joyful event. It was a day full of beauty in so many ways. These moments of beauty are merely a taste of the union and the celebration that God has in store for us someday. This past semester, I, as I said, I spent time writing a study through scripture focused on womanhood. And if you read what I wrote at some point in time, you will probably recognize how I was thinking through many of these things while I was writing that study. It has been really emotional and impactful for me to be studying and writing about womanhood during this time of Caleb and Abigail's engagement and marriage. There have been so many moments and details along the way that have helped me gain a better understanding of God's love for us. And I can't stop singing that song that Caleb and Abigail chose for their first dance. The words to that song say, One, two, three, up to infinity. I'd run out of numbers before I could thank God for everything. Counting my blessings. So I hope that today, as you look back on 2023 that you're counting your blessings from the past year and looking forward to all the ways that God will bless you in the next year as we think about the changes in life and how we have to let go of some things and embrace new changes and new situations um, continue to understand that God loves you more than more than we will ever understand and will bless us with more blessings than we can ever count. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.